Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Acts 1, 8, or it's going to be up here on the board. We've been just kind of using that. This is our theme verse that we've been talking about, living an empowered life. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit being a part of our life, being active in our life. And so this, this verse we're just going to kind of read um, out loud because I feel like it's important for us just to get it down deep within our hearts and within our spirits. Um, but here it is. It's, it's in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And if you would read it with me, um, I would love for you to do it. But I would love for you to say it loud and say it proud. Okay? All right? Now, the kids are over there. They're having, um, you know, pajama Sunday. And actually, I was talking to them, and I thought, man, wouldn't that be cool to let the adults wear their pajamas to church? But then I thought, oh, I don't know. That could be kind of sketchy sometimes. Right? And I just didn't want to, you know, cross any lines or nothing like that. But they get Pop-Tarts. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be great? We had Pop-Tarts, but all of us are gluten-free. We're all healthy eaters, right? Yeah, so we're not doing that. Anyways, that's all besides the point. But I want us to be able to read this. So I'm going to say one, two, three, ready, read, and then let's read together. One, two, three, ready, read. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Okay, man, and uh, there's just so much in that little verse. But have you ever thought about this? Um, that, that, that statement by Jesus kind of signifies the passing of the baton from Jesus to the Holy Spirit. You ever thought about that? Just that statement right there. It's like, all right, guys, I'm going, I'm leaving, but I'm passing the baton. And when the Holy Spirit comes, then you know what? It is going to be something that, man, is going to be so amazing for your life. How many as a Christian want to have amazing in your life? I do. Every single day, I want to have amazing in my life. But it's this passing of the baton so that, man, God's divine agenda, God's divine plan for each and every single one of us is actually on the move constantly until Jesus returns. And that Holy Spirit is just so important to be in that mix. And if you haven't thought about it, but really, man, in this moment, the moment the Holy Spirit came, right, caused us to be living in the era of the Holy Spirit. We're in this era of the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful for it. I always thought, man, you know what? I would love to have been there with Jesus and walk with Jesus. And that would be awesome. But at the same token, I have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells within me and the Holy Spirit leads me and the Holy Spirit guides me and gives me power and ability above my natural strength and abilities and skills. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so thankful for that. But he wants to do that in our lives so that we can live an active and empowered Christian life on a daily basis. I, lo I love what John, John Stott said. He's an English theologian. I think it's going to be up here on the board, right? This is what he said. He said, before Christ sent the church into the world, he sent the Spirit into the church. And the same order must be observed today. Think about that. He's like, you know what? Before they go out, I got to send the Spirit. So that's why it's so important for us to, to grab a hold of this concept 
and, and grab a hold of the Holy Spirit, that, that opportunity to be able to, to have relationship with him, right? And think about it. The church is not the building. The church is us, the people. So we got to position ourselves, position and open our lives to receive this empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, then ultimately what happens is it brings us to a new level of daily relationship with the Lord, right? A daily relationship with Father God because the Holy Spirit is activated or acting in our lives and giving us this, this power, this, um, um, this inward thing for us to be able to, one, personally grow and mature, right? But then also have an outflow to those around us. Because that's part of the Holy Spirit's job in us. He wants to be able to use us for an outflow to touch other people's lives. And that's why I feel it's why it's so important that every Christian needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we receive the fullness of the Spirit, right? I mean, when the fullness of the Spirit comes, it clothes the natural, our natural life of every believer. It gives, um, you know, this divine working power, this miracle power from God to overcome the world, right? And, and the little G, the little God of this world. We need that, right? Because if we don't have the power of God in our lives, then we are, we are easy targets to succumb to the, to the enemy, to what the enemy wants to, to influence your life with. And I really feel like, you know, with, with this empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that we, we really need these gifts and we really need the demonstration of these gifts in, the, in these last days. Because I think, you know, when we encounter people, they, they want to know, hey, is God really real? Is God really true? Because sometimes, you know, you can say, yes, he's real, he's true. But I think in some ways, you know what? They want to see evidence of that. And God wants to work through each one of our lives in such a way that evidence happens. Well, let me tell you how God's true. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to believe God that, you know what? In his word, he said that you could be healed from this infirmity, right? And you lay hands on that person, right? It says if we lay hands on the sick, this is the scripture, if we lay hands on the sick, they shall be healed. I mean, if that happens, power of the Holy Spirit comes through, works through you, touches that person, and they're healed, don't you think they're going to know that God is real? I'm re- I was reading this book. Um, I was given a book by somebody, and it's uh, from a guy who's, uh, uh, I, I started the uh, prayer houses, 24-7 prayer houses or something like that. And I, w- I was reading the book, and he was talking about how he, he had this hunger to pray, and he had some other people come and start praying, and they were praying in a shed. He's all, you know, it wasn't very glorious. It wasn't very, you know, glamorous. But man, they were just hungry for God. They just praying for God. They just wanted God to show up. So this girl that he knew brought a friend who didn't know God. And he said, as soon as the friend walked in the room and as soon as we started opening up and started to worship, the friend walked out. And the guy, the leader guy was like, wow, why did he walk out? So he went out there and he said, hey, why'd you walk out? And he said, man, God's, God's in that shed. And I can't stand before him because if I stand before him, I got things I got to work out. I got things I got to change. But see, here's a guy who wasn't even serving God, but God's presence 
was so strong and so thick. He was like, no, I know God's in the house. That's what I'm talking about, where the Holy Spirit comes into our life in such a way that, you know what, you have encounters with people, and man, they know that God is real. They know, they just, man, they just sense it. And then you're letting God use you in such a way to where, man, people's lives are being changed. They, they, they're, they're just like, whoa, wait a minute, the light bulb's going on. This Jesus is real. God's real. Man, I want to be used by that. I want, to, I want that to happen. And, and I think about this empowerment, right? This, this Holy Spirit coming, coming upon us. And, and I, I think about it because, you know what? Satan empowers his people on this earth. So why wouldn't God empower his people? God wants to empower us so that when we meet those people, we win. Because no one's greater than God. No one's, no one's, no one's greater. So, I, man, that's why I feel like we all need this infilling, this baptism of, of the Holy Spirit. And along with this infilling and fullness come these gifts that God gives us. Gifts of the Spirit. And, I, and today we want to talk about one of those gifts. And today we're going to talk about um, speaking in tongues. Okay? So that's, that's our title of the message. What is speaking in tongues? Bow your heads for a second. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you set this atmosphere with understanding and grace. I thank you that you speak to us in our language so we understand what it is that you're saying to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, says this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In the Passion Translation, just verse 4, it says it it this way. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. I love that. Equipped. Okay? And were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. Now, I know there's a lot of confusion and controversy when it comes to speaking in tongues, and you might have already maybe even cinched up a little bit and like, oh, what does this mean, right? But, but the truth is, even if we set aside some of those extreme perspectives, the most scholars and, 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 um, and doctrines and denominations agree that the Bible teaches that speaking in tongues, or you could say even our prayer language, is both scriptural and relevant for today. And so kind of with that, that, that thought process, this, this kind of unified base that we're going to look at, um, we're going to answer, and, and hear me when I say this because you might go, oh, no. But we're going to answer six questions, okay? And um, we're going to look at six questions that are kind of you, when you're asking about what is the speaking in tongues type of thing. But, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to do this, though, if you would allow me to. We're not going to, there's a couple of them I'm just going to breeze right through, OK? 
Okay, because, you know, we all have workbooks. If you didn't get a workbook, make sure you get a workbook. But you could kind of check it out in the workbook and see kind of how that all works out and stuff and get some scriptures on it and stuff. But I didn't feel like a couple of those were something that we really needed to just jump in and teach on. Okay, but there's a couple here that that I I think would be really good. So, um, and then then to top that off, before we go any further, I just want you to know too, I want you to be aware that I am well aware that a lot of you come from different backgrounds. Different church backgrounds, right? And, and, and some might have had a strong opinion regarding for or maybe even against speaking in tongues. And then I, I figure out, I, I recognize too that there are some here that might say, well, you know, I'm kind of on this journey. I'm not really sure where I lean. I don't know if I lean this way or I lean that way. That's okay. I'm glad you're on the journey. Okay? I don't want anyone to feel any weirdness, any kind of strangeness or anything like that. It's in our heart just to, to, to um, give you information what the Bible Scripture talks about, okay? So don't, don't, don't shut me out and go, oh, man, Pastor Scott, I'm going to be weird today. No, well, I'm always weird, but you know what I mean. But, but, but understand, this is very just something we want to lay out before you. No pressure whatsoever. I just, are you good with that? Because really, listen, listen, today I'm not a car salesman. In fact, I was a car salesman a long time ago when I was in Bible college, and I was terrible at it. I, no, I really was. So, I would, especially when you're, you're out on a drive, the guy says, so um, you don't do this for a living, do you? No, I go to Bible college. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I got to now, okay. Like, so that's how bad I was, right? Anyways, didn't do it for very long, maybe six months. But, I, but I'm not a car salesman today. Basically, what I want you to do is just have an understanding. And then if you leave today and you're like, yeah, man, I don't believe that, at least you'll know what you don't believe, right? And if you believe it, then you go, oh, now I know what I believe. I get it. So um, I just, just allow no pressure. Just open your hearts, okay? So the very first question is, what is speaking in tongues? So in short, speaking in tongues is the supernatural, supernatural ability to pray, praise, and prophesy using a language both human and heavenly that was never learned. Now, when I say human, right, there are times when someone has spoken tongues and somebody in their own dialect has heard it and said, hey, I didn't know you knew this language. I don't. It was the Holy Spirit. You remember, remember in the day of Pentecost when these guys came out and they started speaking in tongues and they're like, hey, they're speaking in our language. Right? So that's what I mean. So in some ways, you might be speaking, because there's like over 6,000 dialects. You might be speaking, and somebody might hear it and go, wow, when did you learn how to speak Swahili? Well, I never have. Well, man, in my native tongue, what you're saying is this. Okay? So that, I just want to clear that up where you think, a human? What? Okay? But it's something that the person has never learned. Okay? And is not understood by the person, listen, speaking them. That's so key because a lot of times that's where our mind shuts down. I can't understand it. This is too weird. I'm out. But see, this is a walk of faith. This is something that the Holy Spirit comes, right? But here's the great part about it. It's understood by God. God understands it. Man, isn't that good? God understands it. So it's, it's not meaningless. It's not gibberish right? But it comes from the very depth of the Holy Spirit's heart for you. 
Because the Holy Spirit knows what you need. He knows what you need to pray. So it's an infilling received by faith and not by natural thinking. Okay, that, that's so important. Right? Because to, in our natural thinking, tongues does not make sense. It does not. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean, those who do and those who don't, I think both would say, yeah, that don't make sense. But man, you know what? It's, it, but it's so powerful. Let me give you a few scriptures that just kind of uh, validate this divine reality. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 says this. And these signs will follow those who believe. They will speak with new tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be it will all be mysterious, right? Now that word mysterious, it's not, it's not going to be weird and it's not going to be strange, okay? Because God understands it even if we don't. Our natural mind will say, that's weird. Our natural mind says, that's strange. Are, are you sure? What? Right? Because you know your natural mind likes to speak loud, doesn't it? I mean, you just, you, you practically, you look at Scripture and the Scripture says, hey, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, I'll do that. And then all of a sudden your natural mind's like, no, you won't. Do you know what that's going to call you? You know what that's going to be like? Do you know what, that your flesh can't do that? What? You do not want to do that anymore. No. Right? It just does. So when you get into this it, that opportunity when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, then you know what? When you begin to speak in tongues, man, your mind just might start racing. But the more you practice, the more you get into it, the more you re- recognize, no, this is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift given by God to us. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15 says, for if, this is Paul talking, he says, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. Not his natural mind, it's his spirit is praying. But I don't understand what I'm saying. Okay, so here's the possible, like, I don't know what I'm doing. He says this, well then, what shall I do? I love, he just kind of, like, this question. And then he says, I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. How many just have just talked to God in prayer? That's what he's saying. I'm, I'm going to do both. It's a both thing. It's not just one thing but it's a both thing that he's talking about. And then he says, I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. So you can actually sing in the Spirit with words you can't understand. But then you can sing like you did this morning in the natural. So Paul's saying, you know what? Both of these things need to be working together. And it's words spoken from my heart to God's ears. Spoken from your heart to God's ears. It's kind of like, you know, a hotline to God. You remember the old Batman show, right? Where they had the Commissioner Gordon and the bat, bat line or bat hotline or whatever. It's kind of like that. That's how my mind works, right? And I'm like, oh man, I pick up the phone, the direct link to Batman or Commissioner Gordon. No, I got a direct link to God. 
when I begin to pray in, in my heavenly language, okay? And, and the thing about this is, man, you know, we believe in heaven, but we've never seen heaven, right? We, we believe it because, you know what, we, we've read about it in the Bible. We believe that it's true. So why don't we believe in heaven's dialect, right? I mean, it wouldn't be in Scripture if Jesus didn't want us to have it, if God didn't want us to have it. It just wouldn't be there. I, I'm convinced of that. Everything that God wants us to have is in this book. It's just a matter of us believing this book, walking in the book, like really understanding what the book has to say. All right, so let's go to our second question. Do I have to speak in tongues to be saved? Short answer, absolutely not. Okay? You, you will not get salvation by speaking in tongues. You just need to get saved first, right? Only two things required to be saved, a person's authentic belief in Jesus as the risen Savior and a person's acceptance of him as Lord. And you can look more at that in, in, your, in your book. Uh, question three, is speaking in tongues up to the believer or does the Holy Spirit decide who receives the gift? That's a really long one. Is speaking in tongues up to the believer or does the Holy Spirit decide who receives the gift? Now, there are those who believe that, that the Holy Spirit only gives a prayer language to certain people. Only certain people can do that. See, he'd never give it to me because I'm not a very good Christian. I'm, I'm just not, I, you know, I'm rough around the edges. Man, I need God to always, man, he's always taking sandpaper to me. He's always trying to, you know, smooth out those edges, okay? But see, we believe that the, that, that the New Testament teaches that speaking in tongues or praying in our prayer language is available to every believer. Every believer. Just just like salvation is. Salvation is available to anyone who will believe that Jesus is Lord. But, so when we look at that, because we're going to look at some scriptures, we believe that it is for anybody. But again, here it is, just like salvation. It is received and experienced by faith. Right? Faith is the currency of heaven. If you didn't know that. And so you have to receive it there. So let's look at some scriptures here, some foundational scriptures. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, okay? It says, and when they were all, say all, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and then it says, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that infers that all were filled and all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's pretty convincing, right? It wasn't like, ah, nah, that, that, that Joe guy back there, nah, he ain't getting it, right? It wasn't that. It was everybody who, who wanted it, everyone who wanted the, you know, to jump into the th equation. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 46 says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. If Holy Spirit fell. So, man, I, I, so I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, man, wouldn't that be awesome in our service where the Holy Spirit fell on all of us in some way, shape, or form, right? 
And it says, goes on in verse 45, and those of the circumcision, which were the Jewish believers, right, who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. You know, because they looked at the Gentiles and thought, man, Gentiles aren't worthy. Why, God, God's showing his love towards the Gentiles and giving them the same gift that we've got. What, what, what is up? So they were astonished at it. But see, it was like all, all received. Then it says, for they heard them speak, heard all of them speak with tongues and magnify God. So, I mean, you just read the book of Acts. There's just a, a kind of this obvious all spoken tongues pattern that's going on. When, 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 you, when you get into that, when you start looking at it. But see, what's so great about it is this, this, this baptism in the Holy Spirit, this, this prayer language of speaking in tongues, really became the foundation of the New Testament church. It was a foundation point. And that hasn't changed. From the book of Acts all the way until today, 2020, November something, I don't know what it is. But it has not changed. To me, that is still a foundational piece to the church. Foundational piece to our lives if we'll open ourselves up to it. In in 1 Corinthians 14, this is what Paul says. He says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. So not only was Paul kind of sharing his passion, right, for this gift, but Paul, Paul seems to kind of imply that all or the many of his readers also spoke in tongues. Uh, question four, if I don't speak in tongues, am I any less of a Christian? Certainly not. If you don't speak in tongues, that's your deal. I'm okay with that. But that doesn't make you a lesser Christian or or. or make you feel any less. Because really, if you recognize this, we are all children of God. Every single one of us. If we have a relationship with God, we are his child. He loves us. He wants the very best for us. And you know what? If we don't want that gift, don't bother me a bit. I would, I would love for everyone to because I know what it's done in my life. But man, that doesn't change God's love for you. It doesn't change my love for you. It doesn't change what God wants to do in your life. It just doesn't because he loves you so, so deeply, right? And and God doesn't give gifts because you're a better Christian than someone else, okay? That's not how he operates. He doesn't think, oh, you're a bad Christian, so I'm not giving you any gifts, no gifts for you, like Christmas, no gifts for you. I'm giving you a lump of coal. No, God, God doesn't operate that way. God's like, man, I created you, I formed you, and I have given you gifts to operate in. Each and every one of us. You may say, I don't know what my gifts are. Well, you know what? Just ask him. Keep asking him. Show me what my gifts are. What what is it that you want to do in my life, Lord? Because it's so imperative that we understand that he wants to give gifts. He's a good, he's a loving God. And those gifts are just given by grace. Right? What's grace? When you get things you don't deserve. Praise God for that. 
man, I'm a byproduct of that. I don't deserve what God's given me um, up to this date in my life. But I'll tell you what, I'm so thankful for it. I'm so, so thankful for it. Question five. If speaking in tongues for one's personal life, uh, is speaking in tongues for one's personal life or corporate gatherings? So is it for your personal life or is it for corporate gatherings? Okay, now there's controversy here, right? Because people will kind of look at it differently and look at the interpretation. Um, especially looking at the interpretation of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, where Paul was writing to the Corinthians church because the Corinthians church were operating in the gifts of the Spirit. But it was getting a little kind of out of hand. It was getting a little cray-cray, right? And he's all, hey, man, this is great. This is awesome that you're doing this. But let's set some guidelines. Let's set some rules of the house so that we're able to be able to navigate this better. But man, I don't want you to stop. So the answer to the question is both. It's both for your personal life and it's both for corporately. If, and, and again, Paul gives, you, gives us some guidelines. So I want you to look in your workbook. Check it out and see what that looks like. Because here at Lakeshore, man, we believe that speaking in tongues is to be used in a personal and in a corporate setting. But then, like I said, you, you'll have to kind of tie the pieces together. Which leads us to our last question, Okay. Now, the great thing about our last question is we're going to talk about some benefits of what speaking in tongues is. But here it is. What are the benefits of speaking in tongues? Now, the New Testament lists at least three personal benefits of the private devotional and exercise of speaking in tongues or praying in tongues, whichever one it is. The very first one is this. Speaking in tongues helps believers to pray beyond the limits of their natural mind. Speaking in tongues helps believers to pray beyond the limits of their natural mind. Romans 8.26 says this, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How many of you ever felt weak before? Had weak? Yep, there you go. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings, okay, or it means to aspirate or a kind of a guttural sound, or, uh, uh, some things that, you know, whatever. And then it says that that cannot be expressed in words, right? Or it can't be uh, articulately um, uh, um, given as a known language per se. Now, you might have someone, when someone does give a word, say in a corporate setting, understand exactly what that person has said and give us the interpretation of it. That's awesome when that happens, all right? But here, here, here's, 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 here's another way to look at this verse, if we, we, we translate it. I think it's going to be up on the board. It says, um, it says this, the Holy Spirit himself literally steps into partnership with us. Isn't that good news? That's good news. Um, when we are completely overwhelmed by our current situation, have you ever been overwhelmed by a current situation? I have. Activating supernatural power for us by drawing from the depths of his, oh, it's supposed to be heart, to inspire our spiritual language with spiritual words so far beyond human expression that only God 
can understand. So what it means is that the Holy Spirit wants to help you pray. Oh, man. Think about that. Because, I mean, seriously, like how many times have you thought, man, I don't know what else to pray. I don't, know, I don't know how to pray for this. And here you have the Holy Spirit. Come on, man. I want to help you pray. Right? Now he's probably not getting, you know, jumping or whatever. But, but, but he wants to help you pray. I mean, we've all been there at times where we've experienced times when we didn't know what to pray for either ourselves or for someone. We're at a loss. Or maybe we found ourselves in some dilemma or predicament that, you know what, we, we just don't know how to get out of. Right? We're trying to figure out, what, what do I do? What's, what's my decision? What, what do I do with this? Or, or, or maybe you even heard yourself, like I've said this before, Lord, I'm so confused that I don't even know how to pray. Help me. Whatever it is, man, this verse lets us know that the Holy Spirit wants to help us when we don't know in our natural mind how to pray further. That's so awesome. Right? That is so awesome. So here it is. It's supernatural assistance from the Holy Spirit that he prays and makes intercession for us, which is crazy. It's kind of this really long Greek word that I'm not even going to say. But what that Greek word means, and it's in the book, it means to fall in on behalf of someone else or into the middle of a current situation. So the Holy Spirit wants to get involved in your current situation. He wants to fall in. You know, like for instance, if someone fell into a well, someone would need to fall in down there to help them to get them up, get them out, right? You know, because Lassie came and found him. Lassie, what's going on? Oh, Jimmy's in the well. Oh, okay, right? Bad, bad reference. Anyways, but, but it, 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 he, when it, it's that, that understanding that, the Holy Spirit wants to meet you exactly where you're at. He wants to help you in this process wherever you are. He's coming, like I would even say, to the rescue to, to help pull you out. And so here he is. He's doing that. He's partnering with us. He's praying with us. He's making intercession on behalf of our circumstances in order to help pull us out. There have been times when I've prayed in my own prayer language and that I didn't know what to pray or I didn't know what the decision to make and I've walked away knowing I got, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. I'm now no longer confused. I'm definitely going to go that way. But see, that, 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 that's that um, understanding of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So using this gift in tongues and prayer allows us to bypass our natural minds and invite the Holy Spirit to partner with us, to help us to express our heart directly to God by speaking words that only God can understand. You know, and, and while we don't know exactly what we're saying, we do know to whom we are speaking to. That, to me, is very comforting. I know who I'm speaking to. I don't get what I'm saying. Sounds kind of weird to me. But you know what? God understands. God is taking those words and he, 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 he's grabbing a hold of them. And he's like, okay, yep, all right. I'll, 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 yep, we're going to go for it. We're going to get in there. So as long as we are willing to pray in tongues, 
right? Bypass our own mind and the Holy Spirit will partner with us, right? He'll activate supernatural power for us, in us, right? With whatever, whatever it is that we are going through, whatever current situation, whatever things that we are bringing up before him, man, supernatural power is activated. The second benefit is speaking in tongues refills the believer's reservoir. I'm glad I said that because sometimes I butcher that word. Speaking in tongues refills the believer's reservoir, okay? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says this. Paul writing to the Ephesians. He says, and do not be drunk with wine, okay? Or, or, or alcohol, right? Which is basically a temporary, unpredictable way to conduct yourself. That's what he's trying to get across to them. In which is dispensation. But then it says, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, in context, you know, Paul, he is telling the Ephesians, don't be reckless concerning their walk with, with the Lord, but instead they were to understand the will of the Lord, right? So if you look at the context of that, 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 that uh, portion of Scripture, a couple of verses ahead because we don't have time to do that, right? But it's, it's, it's the fact that Paul's saying, Let me, can I tell you what the will of the Lord is? Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And filled in the Greek means to fill to full, to someone's capacity. It even means to fill to the point of satisfaction. So God wants to fill us to the point of total satisfaction with the Holy Spirit. Where we're like, yeah, I'm not missing a beat here. The other thing about this, 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 this tense of the Greek is this be filled means be being filled. Okay? So it describes a perpetual activity. Meaning it's not a one-time infilling. Like, oh, yeah, man, I went to church and I pray, they got prayed, me, prayed for me and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I started to speak in tongues or whatever. It's, it's not just, that's it. No more. No, what Paul is trying to tell them that this is a perpetual activity that needs to keep being reproduced in your life. It's a continual infilling, an act of being filled over and over again. So think about it this way. It, it, it's a feeding of your initial experience. Now, how many have ever seen a, a river before, right? Or, you know, going down, going down the river. Okay, well, a lot of times those rivers have what? Tributaries that feed into the river. Well, these infillings are like tributaries. So you have this one experience with God. You are infilled with the Holy Spirit. And now you need to then have all of these different opportunities and times with the Holy Spirit, like those tributaries, and it's funneling into your main experience. Does that make sense? So it's a continual thing. Because if those tributaries were to dry up, then you know what? That, that, that river is no longer having depth to it anymore. That river is no longer being able to, to widen itself. And so it's so important that these, these infillings that we have, are, 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 it's not just one time, but we are constantly in motion to have these experiences so that we are, are bringing an infilling to our lives. Listen, Every day. It's an everyday thing. But see, we have to be intentional. 
about it. And when we're intentional, then it fills our reservoir up. Then Paul says in verse 19, here are some of the tributaries that that will help us in our daily thing. It says, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Right? That's heavenly languages. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now that making melody, singing, whatever, is like plucking the strings of one's heart and spirit. Driving down the road and you got worship music on. And you're worshiping the Lord. And you're just, man, I don't know if you ever had those times where you just get caught up in your car and you're just like singing. And man, it's just like nobody else. I mean, you know you're driving and the Holy Spirit's helping you drive. But you don't care what anybody else thinks. And you're just singing and worshiping and, and man, you know, maybe having one hand raised, keep the other hand on the steering wheel. Whatever it is, hopefully, right? You don't go, ah, ah, okay, anyways. But, but do you get it? That's part of the, the tributary. That's part of the infilling into your life. When you start doing things that are scriptural, that, man, I'm, I'm praying, I'm spending time with the Lord, I have a devotion with the Lord, I'm doing all of these things. That's all part of the picture. And all of a sudden, man, you know what? It starts, you have these infillings daily that are going on in your life in such a way that, man, you're experiencing the Holy Spirit's movement in your life more and more and more. And then you have an encounter with someone and all of a sudden, man, the Holy Spirit is wanting to move through you. And you're all, whoa, look at that. Where did that come from? Well, that's because... You've been feeding. You've been allowing the, 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 the presence of God to get into that infilling, that, 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 that preciousness. All right? So, so to live a victorious life, it will require constant spiritual energy. But when we pray and praise in tongues, the Holy Spirit comes and refreshes us. He renews us. He fills us. To the point of satisfaction. Remember we talked about what that meant to fill? To the point of satisfaction in our lives. And so then what happens when that starts happening? I mean, we have this continual perpetual thing happening because, man, we're, we're locked in. Let me get to the very third, third benefit. It says, speaking in tongues strengthens the believer's spirit. Okay. Have you ever had a time when you, when, when you went out to your car and your car wouldn't start because your battery was dead? Yeah. I mean, that stinks, doesn't it? And now you can't use that car. You can't use that car where you wanted to go, and you got to wait maybe for someone to come with a... I, I, those, I, I wish they didn't have those trickle battery chargers because, like, it's trickling. No, dude, I want you to get it going right away, right? But no, no, you got to use the trickler, right? Well, we have to understand that our, our spirit is like a battery, too. And so when you're, you're feeling spiritually drained, you can start charging your spiritual battery by praying in tongues. Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says, but you, talking to Christians, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So in other words, in order to be strengthened, We must make a conscious decision every day to build up our faith by spending time in God's Word and by praying in the Spirit a lot. I'm going to throw that in. A lot. Right? Don't, 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 don't just, oh, just a small smidgen. Right? You know, sometimes you just put a small smidgen of salt into something. 
No, he says, man, do it a lot. We gotta, we gotta do this thing a lot. First Corinthians chapter 14, four says, and a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. See how foundational that? Oh, oh okay. So, Man, if you want to charge that battery, if you want to be able to be strengthened, fully strengthened and refreshed and encouraged, then you know what? That's something we need to do. We need to pray in tongues, right? And sometimes, if we don't have that gift, then where are we drawing our, our Where are we charging our battery? Just a question. You don't have to answer that. But, but where are we charging our battery? When we can see... That, man, this gift is something for us to be able to charge our battery with. Okay? Now, really, if you, if you want to get practical, I mean, there's no human explanation of the supernatural infusion of, of what the Holy Spirit does in you. There's nothing like practically in a sense. But see, I just know it happens. I, I just know it happens. Speaking in tongues provides a believer a direct connection, right, with the Holy Spirit that energizes our spirit. It sharpens our um, spiritual senses, and it moves us boldly in faith, moves us boldly and confidently in our life. So let's wrap it all up, okay? I hope that you could see the benefits of speaking in tongues, okay? And that these benefits are, are really for everyone who believes and receives. So key, right? Believe and receive. These benefits started on the very day the church was born. Way back in Acts. As the Holy Spirit came upon them, right, he empowered them to speak and praise God in a language unknown to them. And it wasn't just for that day. It's still going. It's still very much a part of the church. And I believe that, yes, 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 that, you know what, speaking in tongues is a sign and an evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit that's taken place. But I also kind of don't believe that tongues was the only proof that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think part of it, because, you know, I've talked with many people, and for some people, you know, they, they, they come and they'll get prayed for, and, they, you know, their end goal was to, 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 to speak in tongues. But, man, it didn't happen in the moment. But then you talk to them and they said, yeah, mine happened three weeks later. Mine happened six months later. But see, it's about the fact of you coming, surrendering, asking, because that's important, the ask, and believing that you receive it. And if I believe that I receive it, then you know what? I'll let God do it in his timing. I'll let God do it in my time. But that doesn't stop me even if I had, don't speak in tongues, that doesn't stop me from the, having the Holy Spirit move in my life with power. Where I'm laying hands on the sick and they're recovering. Right? Where I'm witnessing like, you know, fire. 
and people are getting saved. See, I understand, man, it is, speaking in tongues is such a gift, a gift, a gift, a gift. But man, you know what? God can use you in so many different ways. But it's actually just coming in and saying, I want to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit to a greater degree, right? We get the Holy Spirit when we get saved. He's in us. He's living in us. But man, there is another level of relationship, another level of power that he wants us to walk in. Otherwise, like that guy said, why in the world would Jesus make it a point before he sent the disciples out to, to get it in the church? It's just, it's just so, so important that we recognize that. So understand this. The Holy Spirit wants to raise, get you to another level. It's part of God's gift. It's part of God's plan. And whether you believe this or you don't believe it, I'm, I love you to the moon and back. Or if you were to do the Avengers, I love you times 3,000. Right? Because you're saved. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. But man I, I, man, I just know for me personally, it's been a gift that has strengthened me has, has empowered me. Has, I, I, like, I, like I said before, I would not be doing this if I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit because, man, I am a chicken when it, gets, when it comes to standing up in front of people. I just am. I know it. But, man, when the Holy Spirit is moving in my life in such a way, then, you know, I, I, all that can be pushed aside because I got to do what God's asked me to do. But it's, it's just this different level of relationship. And so um, I, just, I just, me personally, I just... And I just wanted to be able to present this to you. Our other churches are talking about this too. And so he, he, here's the deal. Um, at our TKK campus tonight, um, there will be people there that are actually, we're going to have a service. It's going to be a prayer service, but it's also going to give people an opportunity if they want to, um, to know more or to want to um, kind of experience or ask the Holy Spirit to give them this gift, then Man, it's set up for you. It's, it's a great opportunity for you to come. It's at 5 o'clock at our TGK campus. It's going to be 5 to 6.30. Okay? But, hey, if you think, man, hey, that, that's not my deal. I don't know if I really want to do that. Well, then, you know what? At some point, if you're, when you're ready and your heart's ready, then come find me on a Sunday or let's schedule something, and I would love to pray with you. And I would love to lay my hands on you. And just pray for you to receive that gift. Because I have a pastor's heart. And I just know that that, that that man in my life, that has been so key, so crucial to my life. So if you can make it tonight, man, I'd love to see you there. I'll be there. I'll pray with you there. But if, if, if you want to kind of do it in a more personal setting and very, you know, private, man, I'm all in. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.